Good morning. It is a special day for us as a family, uh, Drevlo family, as we will be doing a rite of both adoption for Wyland as well as baptizing Eli. Uh, We're very excited to share those moments with you. Let's begin our time together with a word of prayer. Dear Holy Father, we thank you for these many blessings that you shower upon us daily. Uh, You have indeed filled our nets till the breaking point with both your word uh, preached and read, his sacraments administered, his body and his blood in the wonderful waters of baptism. Uh, And you continue to enlarge your kingdom, uh, even though sometimes we find it hard to see. Uh, We grow in love and grace as well in the knowledge of your scriptures. We are thankful for the many ways that you fill our nets till breaking. And Lord, we ask that you would feed us and fill us this day that we might go out into the world and share that good news of hope and salvation in Jesus Christ. We pray all this in Christ's name, his will be done in our lives daily. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dearly beloved, Christ our Lord says in the last chapter of Matthew, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. In the last chapter of Mark, our Lord promises, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. And the apostle Peter has written, baptism now saves you. The word of God also teaches that we are all conceived and born sinful and are under the power of the devil until Christ claims us as his own. We will be lost forever unless delivered from sin, death, and everlasting condemnation. But the Father of all mercy and grace has sent his Son, Jesus Christ, who atoned for the sin of the whole world, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. How are you named? Eliezer Philip. Eliezer, receive this sign of the Holy Cross both upon your forehead and upon your heart to mark you as one redeemed by Christ the crucified. Let us pray. Almighty and eternal God, according to your strict judgment, you condemned the unbelieving world through the flood, Yet according to your great mercy, you preserved believing Noah and his family, eight souls in all. You drowned hard-hearted Pharaoh and all his hosts in the Red Sea, yet led your people Israel through the water on dry ground, foreshadowing this washing of your holy baptism. Through the baptism in the Jordan of your beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, you sanctified and instituted all waters to be a blessed flood and a lavish washing away of sin. We pray that you would hold Eliezer according to your boundless mercy, and bless him with true faith by the Holy Spirit, that through this saving flood all sin in him which has been inherited from Adam and which he himself has committed since would be drowned and die. Grant that he be kept safe and secure in the holy ark of the Christian church, being separated from the multitude of unbelievers and serving your name at all times with a fervent spirit and a joyful hope, so that with all believers in your promise he will be declared worthy of eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. From ancient times, the church has observed the custom of appointing sponsors for baptismal candidates and catechumens. In the Evangelical Lutheran Church, sponsors are to confess the faith expressed in the Apostles' Creed and taught in the small catechism. They are, whenever possible, to witness to the baptism of those they sponsor. They are to pray for them, support them in their ongoing instruction, and nurture in the Christian faith, and encourage them toward the faithful reception of the Lord's Supper. They are at all times to be examples to them of the holy life of faith in Christ and love for the neighbor. 
Is it your intention to serve Eliezer as sponsor in the Christian faith? God enable you both to will and to do this faithful, loving work, and with his grace fulfill what we are unable to do. Amen. Hear the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. They brought young children to Jesus that he might touch them, but the disciples rebuked those who brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was greatly displeased and said to them, Let the little children come to me, that do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of God. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever does receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. And he took them up in his arms and put his hands on them and blessed them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The sponsors, family, parents, and you, part of his Christian family, give answer for what Eleazar can't currently give answer to. But we know that the Holy Spirit gives faith, whether we're old or young. And so he is being given faith through the work of baptism. We answer in his stead. Eliezer, do you renounce the devil? Yes. I renounce him. Do you renounce all his works? Yes, I renounce them. Do you renounce all his ways? Yes, I renounce Do you believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth? Yes, I believe. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried? He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting? Eliezer, do you desire to be baptized? Eliezer, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Almighty God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has given you this new birth of water and of the Spirit and has forgiven you all your sins, strengthening with his grace to life everlasting. Receive this white garment to show that you've been clothed with the robe of Christ's righteousness that covers all your sin. So shall you stand without fear before the judgment seat of Christ to receive the inheritance prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Receive this burning light to show you have received Christ who is the light of the world. Live always in the light of Christ and be ever watchful for his coming that you may meet him with joy and enter with him into the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom which shall have no end. In holy baptism, God the Father has made you a member of his Son and our Lord, our Lord Jesus Christ and an heir with us of all the treasures of heaven in the one holy Christian and apostolic church. We receive you in, his, in Jesus' name as our brother in Christ that together we might hear his word, receive his gifts, and proclaim the praises of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. 
Amen. We welcome you in the name of the Lord. Let us pray. Almighty and most merciful God and Father, we thank and praise you that you graciously preserve and enlarge your family and have granted Eli the new birth and holy baptism and made him a member of your son, our Lord Jesus Christ, and an heir of your heavenly kingdom. We humbly implore you that as he has now become your child, you would keep him in his baptismal grace, that according to your good pleasure, he may faithfully grow to lead a godly life to the praise and honor of your holy name. And finally, with all your saints, obtain the promised inheritance in heaven through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And peace be with you. Amen. Friends, we are gathered in the sight of God to witness and bless the Drevlo family adoption covenant, a covenant established first by God, who has adopted all of us as children through Jesus Christ. Wyland, Ryan, Laura, Graceland, Joy, Moses, and Esther come before us to give themselves to one another as a forever family. Hear from the word of the Lord. Ephesians chapter 1, 3 through 10. Blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, with which he has blessed us in the Beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he has lavished upon us. In all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time, to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. From Matthew chapter 18. At that time the disciples came to Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And calling to him a child, he put him in the midst and said, Truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives one such child in my name receives me. This is the word of our God. Thanks be to God. I ask you now, in the presence of God and these people, to declare your intention to become a forever family through the grace of Jesus Christ. Ryan and Laura, will you have Wyland to be your child, to love and care for her as part of your forever family? You will. Graceland, Joy, Moses, Esther, will you have Wyland to be your sister, to love and care for her as part of your forever family? And Wyland, will you have Ryan and Laura to be your parents, and Graceland, Joy, Moses, and Esther to be your siblings, to love and care for them as part of your forever family? You have declared your consent and vows before God and these witnesses. May God confirm your covenant as a forever family and fill you all with grace. Now that they have been given themselves to each other by solemn promises, I announce to you that they are a forever family. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Those whom God has joined together, let no one put asunder. Amen. Let us pray. O God, you first adopted us through faith in Jesus Christ, and have called on these people to adopt each other as a forever family. 
Send your blessing upon them, that they may grow in love and godliness together through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. A reading from Isaiah chapter 6. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne and high, high and lifted up. And the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him stood the seraphim, each had six wings. With two he covered his face, and with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the foundations of the threshold shook at the voice of him who called, and the house was filled with smoke. And I said, Woe is me, for I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a burning coal that he had taken with tongs from the altar. And he touched my mouth and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away, and your sin atoned for. And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then I said, Here am I, send me. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. A reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Since you are eager for manifestations of the Spirit, strive to excel in building up the church. Therefore, one who speaks in a tongue should pray for the power to interpret. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. What am I to do? I will pray with my spirit, but I will pray with my mind also. I will sing praise with my spirit, but I will sing with my mind also. Otherwise, if you give thanks with your spirit, how can anyone in the position of an outsider say amen to your thanksgiving when he does not know what you are saying? For you may be giving thanks well enough, but the other person is not being built up. I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you. Nevertheless, in church, I would rather speak five words with my mind in order to instruct others than 10,000 words in a tongue. Brothers, do not be children in your thinking, be infants in evil, but in your thinking, be mature. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. A reading from Luke chapter 5. On one occasion, while the crowd was pressing in on Jesus to hear the word of the Lord, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, and he saw two boats by the lake, but the fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, he asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people from the boat. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we toiled all night long and took nothing. But at your word, I will let down the nets. And when they had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish, and their nets were breaking. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching men. And when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. O Lord, have mercy on us. I'd have our children come forth for a short children's message at this time. Come all the way up here. Okay, so he's right there. We were up here a little while ago, 
What happened to Eliezer here just a little while ago? Go ahead, William. He got baptized. And what happens when you're baptized? What happens when you're baptized? Go ahead. That's, that's a very good answer. Yes, come part of God's family. What does the pastor do? Go ahead. Yeah, he speaks the word of God. But in the baptism, pastor pours the water three times, and he says, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And then what happens to the baby? The Holy Spirit comes. Yeah? We saw a miracle. The Holy Spirit came through this word and water and came to live in his heart. And that was something miraculous. Just a great catch of fish, wasn't it? It's amazing. But unfortunately, sometimes things are beyond our human perceptions. But make no mistake, it happened. It happened in our midst. God did a miracle right here. Yeah? It's pretty amazing stuff. How many of you have been baptized like this? I think all of you have, yeah? In, a, in, a, in an altar like this, you've been made God's children. Yeah? The Holy Spirit came to live through the word and the water. So today, I want you to take some of the water. Yeah? And I want you to remember that I was baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then I want you to take some water and I want you to remind your parents. Sprinkle them. Say, you were baptized in Jesus. Okay? You guys go ahead. Yeah. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Go ahead. Remind them that they're baptized in Christ. Good. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters, I would like to get straight to the point. Today's gospel is about mission. The mission of Jesus, which as believers in Christ, is our mission as well. Christ wants to make forgiveness and salvation known in his death and resurrection. He wants that forgiveness to be for everyone. This mission uh, transcends office, age, sex, and race. We are fed and filled by Jesus Christ. We learn to know him here. We learn of his miracles, his teachings, his love, and his death and resurrection. And we are fed here, not only by his word, but by his very body and his blood. To be fed, to know him, is the first part of our life. And the second part is to feed others, to make him known. And I would wager that that probably gives all of you a fair amount of anxiety. Pastor, I can't do that. I don't know enough. I don't have the expertise to do it well. I don't have the opportunity. I will leave it to you. But unfortunately, I can't be at all those times, nor can I be at all those places. You were approved and anointed for the vocation of your life. You live and work within a community. And there within that community, you are called to be salt and light. Salt which purifies and light which enlightens. We do this both with our sanctified life, how we live, how we act, how we treat people, how we do our daily lives. Live according to God's Ten Commandments. We are examples we are salt, making our world holier. But we also share the light of God through the words of wisdom from the scriptures that we know. God's word given to others. Being salt and light 
this is your calling. Our reading today makes one thing very clear. Our Lord Jesus is capable of miraculous things. He first preaches the word, then he performs this miracle to show the disciples that he can do anything. After this miracle, Jesus reassures them and says, do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching men. Now, this is a message to how successful they will be because just a little while ago, they caught a fish that was the biggest catch of their life. Will they always be catching men like this, to this degree, this successfully? Well, there were moments where the disciples saw huge reactions to the gospel. Specifically, Pentecost, 3,000 were made, disciples were made that very day. There were other times where there were huge, strong reactions to the gospel. But we also know that the apostles were met with anger, resentment, persecution, and in the end, almost all of them were martyred. What is meant by Jesus' kind words? Do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching men. I think Peter and Andrew had been fishing all night with no luck. On their own, they could do little. But with the direction and aid of Jesus Christ, the catch was truly beyond what they even could have dreamed it might be. So we return to our calling. We're not called today. We should be very clear. This call is to the apostles. Jesus is not making this call to us necessarily, right? He's calling Peter and Andrew, James and John. You are all not called to be pastors or deaconesses either. What is the call that we share as Christian people? We are called to be witnesses. In a courtroom, the jury decides guilt, the judge is in control of the proceedings, and the lawyers argue. The work of the trial is done by others. A witness just reports what they have seen and heard. A witness for Christ does the very same. We recount what the Lord Jesus has done in history and what he has done for us. The work of conversion is not your work. That is the work of the Holy Spirit. How do we go about doing this? Well, it's simple, and yet it's hard. It's simple to tell people what Jesus has done. And I know you probably might think that's ridiculous. You might be scoffing. Uh, how can we tell just easily what Jesus has done or what he means to you? But actually, think about it for a moment. I'm sure that in your head, you can formulate those answers fairly easy. What has Jesus done? What has he done for you? Thinking or crafting the words is a simple task, but here is the hard part, speaking them out loud. Risking family or friendship, causing yourself to be ostracized at your workplace or favorite pub, this is what scares us. What will happen? Will that person laugh in our face? Will they make fun of us? Will they say no? Will it be the end of our relationship? If so, what will these things do to our life? Our doubt. Oh, our doubt. Who, who made us? Who made all things? Who created us? Who redeemed us? Who saved us? We have a God who is so powerful, and yet we still doubt. We look at all the problems, and we look away from how great our God is. Our, our doubting God to help us. Uh, what really is the worst thing that could happen? Or perhaps it's not fear, but it is apathy. 
apathy to reach out when we can. Right? Just don't care. These are our sins. These are our failures. Much of our evangelism training is interesting and fun, but if we can't bring ourselves to speak the very words that need to be spoken, then all the training doesn't mean a whole lot. If we look around, especially after COVID, at our places of worship, we can work. What will become of our blessed home church? Will we survive? And that pressure only serves to make us more anxious. Again, we look at the problems and focus on them, and we forget to look at our God, who is much bigger and more powerful than our problems. Anxiety and fear is what the devil wants. We should be a people set free from fear. For what can the world or the devil do to me? I am a baptized child of Christ. Let me be very clear. It would be my wish that each and every one of you would be bold. Find those moments in everyday life and give witness to your hope in Jesus, how he has filled your life with peace, hope, and joy. You know, the Holy Spirit opens doors continually, and he will continue to open doors. That might mean sacrificing and calling that person that needs help and then helping. It might mean listening to a conversation you might not want to listen to. <coughs> it might mean giving of yourself mentally, spiritually, or even monetarily. <clears throat> and don't fret, because these sacrifices mean little to what we have inherited. Eternal life and salvation, they mean so much more than the minor sacrifices we make in this life. If all of this seems very daunting to you, perhaps you could invite them to church, at least, where they will hear the word and the spirit can work. I want to close today by reminding you that this work of witness is not your own. We might look at the situations that are around us, in our church, in our community, in our world. We might be fearful of what the future will be and how we will continue. But we can't keep focusing on our problems and forget about our God who is bigger than all of our problems. You are aided by the Holy Spirit. He will open doors. I have to imagine that people have come to you because of trial or struggle. They've come to you for advice or wisdom, and you've been afforded moments to speak the truth about Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit has opened doors in the past, and he will continue to open doors even now. But he will give you strength along with these words. If you fret about the future of the church or how Christ can possibly continue to fill our nets as it did before, look at what happened today. These wonderful opportunities were literally dropped in our lap. Eli showed up one day. We met Wyland through an email. And the Lord grew our family and our Christian family. In the next few days, we will baptize three children and we've added a few members by transfer as well recently. I don't mean this as a brag, but these were gifts. The Lord, I mean, people come in off the street to our church and then want to join. And we didn't even do anything. Think about when you now, like when you go out to do that work of sharing the gospel, the Lord's already blessing us. He's already gifting us people on a platter. We shouldn't be afraid of reaching out of sharing that good news. 
I don't mean to brag. These were gifts. We did little to make them happen. God dropped them in our laps. He is still the Lord of the harvest, filling our nets till bursting, perhaps not in number, but in love. The Lord Jesus Christ calls you to be a witness. And that might be scary, but he also says, Behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. The God who thunders lintels and shakes the world when he speaks is with you. You are no mere fisherman. You are backed by the fisherman. Be bold and witness your faith. Speak the words. Give witness and let the Holy Spirit do the heavy lifting. What do you have to lose that cannot be returned threefold by Jesus? The Lord bless you and enable you to do these things. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm just thankful that you are all part of this very special day for us. So, the Lord's blessings to all of you as we continue his kingdom work in his kingdom field. And I love you all very much. There's nothing you can do about it. The Lord's blessings.